woke up to like 17 texts from Emily. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack, we Hannah. Like, okay. We like, we like went from like, oh my gosh, please don't, please don't listen. I know you like to listen in order, but please don't listen in order. Go straight to the vault. Oh my God. Listen to the vault. I'm dying. I'm deceased. Can we get a tattoo? Can we? <laughs> I was like, the the way that you just spiraled in text format is slightly the range, (laughs) the The range range of emotions. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday. I am unwell. I have been listening. This is also now, this is also now a Taylor Swift (laughs) podcast. I feel like we should include that. It's a dating lifestyle Um, and Taylor Swift podcast. Welcome, welcome Taylor. You are now part of, (laughs) you're a part of The Gals Guides, whether you want to be or not. I'm unwell. I've been listening to 1989 Taylor's version all day. All day. For reference, it's, it hasn't even been out for 24 hours. Yes. Um, for at the point that we were recording this episode. I feel like it's like a repeat of my wedding day. Like we were listening to Midnight and then now it's like, the, right. like the following weekend and we're listening to 1989 TV. Wow. So, yeah. You're just blessed by Taylor's. <laughs> well, I love October and apparently Homegirl does too. So, <laughs> I mean, geez. Uh yeah, man. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's my captivation, so we don't even need to talk it's about both, It's both of ours. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole... <laughs> we're doing a whole pop culture episode. Uh, one, we haven't done these in a while, and you gals love them. But also, I feel like, you know, it's the week of this episode, it's Halloween week. Like, we want to do something more fun. And past, we've done, like, spookier episodes of, like, spooky horror dating stories. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like this year's Halloween is, like, more... It's brighter. It's happier. It is, I, in my opinion, just, like, a little bit more um, cheerful. So uh, we kind of want to Yeah, especially on social like, media. Like, I feel like everyone's, like, painting pumpkins and, <laughs> like, making little cookies and <laughs> dressing up as, like, Justin and Haley Bieber. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. I'm like, all right. I, I, like this, I like this vibe. So do you and Blaine have a Halloween outfit picked out? Are you guys going to do a couple's costume? We don't know what our plans are. Um... I was like, we could be Travis and Taylor. <laughs> he was like, please don't. Every <laughs> other suburban couple. Uh, what? What? How on earth would I get a Chiefs jersey by tomorrow? <laughs> like, there's, there's no. It's not happening. I was like, I was like low key joking because he's he keeps sending me all these like videos of people like write like all these men writing songs about like Taylor Swift's next song about Travis Kelsey when they break up, and it's like a pretty spot on ding song. <laughs> But anyways, um, no, I have no idea. I don't know. You guys should be the Adams family. Like you should be Morticia oh, yeah. and Gomez Adams. Mm-hmm. You have a house now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, we also just talked straighten about, your hair. Oh yeah, do well, a middle part. My hair will all be black like dress. <laughs> yeah, I've got all of those things. Yeah, tell him to just like shave his beard down to like a little thin pencil mustache. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do it for the plot, Blaine. Come on. Do it for the podcast. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'd I be iconic. Know. Yeah, that'd be pretty And if you don't do that this good. year, next year. You don't do it this year, mm-hmm. next year, or especially when you have kids so that it can be Wednesday. I know. I yeah. know. Oh my God, you could dress up Stella like Wednesday. <laughs> we have bat wings for her. Because well, and so like, yeah, you should be Adam's family. Then right. it's perfect. Well, and we didn't even like think about it when we bought the bat wings for her. But her name is Stella Luna, off of the children's book about the bats. And we have bat wings for her, so she could just be herself. <laughs> she can just be Aww. Stella Luna. So, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite favorite books growing up. I used to ask my mom to read that all the time. Um, but I won calling her Stella. Blaine wanted to call her Luna, and that's how we put it together. Fun fact about my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Some more Gals Guide trivia for the for everybody Literally. listening. They're doing a drinking game. Uh-huh. How many times that we bring up Blaine or like her dogs or anything mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we've but, also talked about just doing like a horror movie night, like watching scary movies. Cute. Wait, so. I'm low key jealous because you guys have. A neighborhood now, like mm-hmm. you have a house, and you can get trick or treaters. And know. I've always, I've always wanted to give out candy Same. to like trick or treaters. I'm really excited. We're gonna go to Costco tomorrow and get some, um, some candy. And Blaine was like, he was like, we should get full size candy bars. And I was like, hold on. I said, hold on. <laughs> I am going to literally slam on the brakes right now because if we are the house that gives out full full size candy bars, our first time being in this neighborhood. That is the expectation moving forward. We are the full-size candy bar house. We can never go back. So I was like, maybe we True. should start out like like on the lower side of the totem pole. But did you One see sh- that Reese's Cup is having issues with maggots? They have, they have, there has been like a ton of Reese's Cups that have had worms and maggots in them. So just be careful when you bite in. But they're but they're not recalling any of them, so good luck. <laughs> I'm literally holding up a bag of Reese's. I literally put one in my mouth yesterday, and Blaine was like, "I'll wait to tell you until after you finish eating." And I was like, "Can you tell me now?" And he told me, and I was like, "Well, one time when I was a kid, my grandparents owned this convenience store, so we would go get candy all the time. We would like fill up little mm-hmm. like garbage bags of candy, mm-hmm. and so Rolo, I used to like Rolos." random and i okay 85 year old granddad (laughs) i know i don't know i don't know what was wrong with me but i bit into one and there was a worm inside i have never eaten a rollo ever again that ruined it for me my dad he so he might have a lawsuit against hershey because he not hershey He was eating a thing of M&M's and just, like, poured it into his hand, like, wasn't paying attention. Like, was watching, like, TV, I think, poured some into his hand and, like, threw them back. There was a rock inside, and it broke one of his teeth. And he has to go get it fixed. Like, this recently happened? Yes, like, a couple, like, like just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I would be, I would not, I would be furious. Yeah, like, he has to get a crown put on his tooth now because it, like, chipped, chipped his it. tooth. <laughs> Hershey, do better. Reese's, do better. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so luckily, I'm the weird person that freezes a lot of my candy. So like I put my Reese's cups in the freezer and I put my Hershey bars in the freezer. I like them cold. I don't know why. I like them. Like, I like my them, mom does okay, it too. Cold, but like in the fridge. Aren't they like rock hard in the freezer? Not rock hard. I could still bite it. Well, I guess it's um, like a chocolate-covered strawberry, like a frozen chocolate-covered strawberry or something like that. Like, the chocolate doesn't really get... Okay, never mind. I, it's I'm, not like, overthink- yeah. I'm overthinking this. It's not the same as the rock. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
but I, I'm not, not the my rock. parents, my parents also like putting candy in the, like chocolate in the freezer. So like, it's always been a thing. So if there are maggots in them, um, at least they'll be dead. Uh, People were just like breaking them in half. <laughs> like you just break it in half and just see, you'll see, you'll be able to see. Just look it up on TikTok if you're if you're interested. I don't I don't <laughs> really want to. Yeah, it, um, it made me upset. It made me visibly uh-huh. visibly upset. Uh-huh. So like like the maggots. So um like tapeworm kind of things or is like this like a like protein uh, yeah, in a way I, I, that like I, I don't know. like the bugs that like animals eat that's not going to kill you. I just need to know if I'm going to have to get my stomach pumped. No, I don't think um, I, or if it's just like additional protein. I think it's like a worm. Like I think you're going to be okay, but like it's okay. just gross. I just didn't know. Unless it's a I tapeworm, mean, then then that's a problem. But then I could be a skinny legend. <laughs> Cancel me for that joke. Oh my god, that's that's funny. Lord help us. I'm kidding. Obviously, Obviously, I'm kidding. We'll get my stomach pumped if there's a tapeworm. I will will go get surgery. I will literally get on a plane and fly and take you to the damn hospital. Okay, (laughs) ladies, we're not letting her have a tapeworm in her belly. Jesus. What is your secret to staying so fit? Oh, I have oh. a tapeworm that I got from a Reese's peanut butter cup, allegedly. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's the new LA it's the new LA diet fan. I I bet the gals are like, how did they get from 1989 <laughs> to the tapeworm in the stomach? This is Ugh. this is the chaos of my brain. I have a million tabs, and like one thing makes me think of another, and I'm like jumping around like a crazy person. And so. she swears she doesn't have ADHD, guys. I think I might. The more the, the more I read, the more I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why my brain's a little spicy. <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. A little spicy. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, a little spicy. I like it. Uh, <laughs> but no. Going back to 1989, <laughs> I, so, and also kind of like, I, I was trying to loop it back at one point to Blaine because you have said repeatedly before that like a lot of the songs like on this album, you relate to like when you and Blaine were in like your bad era. This is my Blaine, this is my Blaine album. Like this, this was like this, Blaine high school, college. Yeah. This was the album like, like, <laughs> are we out of the woods? Obviously not. All you really had to do was stay. Which, like, all you yeah, had to do was stay. <laughs> speaking of Out of the Woods, I'm going to find a video of it, and I'm going to upload on Instagram and TikTok for the gals this week of this no. episode. No. <laughs> I know she knows exactly what I'm talking about. about when we were in so Wilmington. I, so I used to do... I used to have a YouTube channel, for those of you that don't know. You're welcome to look oh, it no, up. This I read that you not. Okay, good. This was the Target parking lot. <laughs> I used to do Vlogmas, which is where you would vlog every single day in the month of December leading up to Christmas. And there was a video of Hannah singing out of the woods <laughs> in the style of Miranda Singh, who is now canceled. Like, we do not, yeah, we do I, not support Miranda Singh please, anymore. Please don't cancel me for this. <laughs> No, we didn't know Colleen Ballinger at the time. We did not know she was a creep. Um, so trust, it's fine. I dressed up as her for Halloween one year in college. It's okay. You didn't know. None of us knew at the time. None of us knew at the time. It's okay. But oh, it's, still, 
reg- out of context, if you even if you don't know who that is, the way you're singing it, it's psychotic and hysterical. <laughs> and I can't listen to Out of Woods the same ever again <laughs> after that moment. Like it's all I think about anytime I hear it. Um, so we I will be uploading hilarious. that. This was when like Target was open late. I don't know if they're still open late. I don't know. COVID messed everything. Well, up. this was just also like when I lived. I would. I think I was home for Christmas break during college, and you yeah. know when you go home for Christmas break and you live in a small town, you like there's shit. not much to do. Just sit like in the Target parking lot, like with your Starbucks or whatever, just talking. Like that's what you do in a we small suburban town. But we can't do this. We can't do that in this economy anymore. Like we can't just drive around. <laughs> we can't be like in Starbucks for fun. We can't be going to Target for fun. Like we're not doing any of that anymore. <laughs> we were suburban legends. We're, what can I say? We were suburban legends, but now we're gonna be neighborhood legends, and we're just gonna hang out at my house because. It'll be free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with that. That it's, sounds great. It's still a suburban le- legend. Like we're still in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, suburban legends is how I feel when I come home now from LA. <laughs> I, I could see that. I do. I think, oh, man. The, like I was telling you earlier, and you, you literally. <laughs> I woke up to like 17 texts from Emily. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack, we Hannah. Like, okay, we like we like went from like, oh my gosh, please don't, please don't listen. I know you like to listen in order, but please don't listen in order. Go straight to the vault. Oh my god, listen to the vault. I'm dying. I'm deceased. Can we get a tattoo? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, the the way that you just spiraled in text format is. Slightly the range, <laughs> the, the range of emotions, the range of emotions. I was like, "Oh, OMG!" Or I think I said, "Oh my God, the vault. These are the best vault tracks." And sure, I'm down. <laughs> and I'm gonna hold you to it. I got it in writing, you guys. I got it in writing. We have been trying to get. I've been trying to get her to get a moon tattoo, well, and I, I'm gonna get Saturn. I I'm down for this because I've always wanted a moon. So I'm okay. I'm I'm good with this. I'm good with this. <laughs> I was like, we are doing this when I'm home for Christmas break. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I was just so funny. But I I do. I have to say, these are my favorite vault tracks by far. I 1,000% agree. However, they, and I feel like a lot of people have said this, and you've agreed with me too, they they sound like Midnight's. Like, it, it sounds like Midnight's B-sides. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, 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 they fe- don't, I feel maybe, like, I feel like the, I feel like maybe the lyrics and melody were definitely written during the 1989 era because I feel like, or maybe they were at least mainly partially written. or something but I there was do, an idea i do feel like there's a bit of a midnight's flair to them and i don't know if that's because jack antonoff produced all of them true um like produced midnight's and then he's producing the vaults and max martin originally produced all of 1989 so i don't know if like that has a huge mm-hmm. difference on the sound um because Jack like, Antonoff, I love you, man. I love you to death. I dream of working with you one day. Same. I love you. Um, we gotta lay off the synth, just like a little bit. See, see, I like, <laughs> he loves I, the synth. I, I also, I also like a good synth. But, but the one that I felt like felt most midnights was now that we don't talk, and which is like I think. No, I agree. Might be my favorite from. The slew of new vault tracks. So now that we don't talk, reminds me of question. Yes, it is very. It, I I think that one. And now I I'm thinking question is about Harry. Oh. And about because there was footage of Harry of, at the Billboard Music Awards when 
One Direction won an award, and it's long-haired Harry, mm-hmm. and he's, like, looking out in the audience, and front row, front row center is Taylor and Calvin mm-hmm. sitting together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm now thinking that question is about not Selena. Harry. I still think it's Selena in the background. Hands down. <laughs> but Taylor down. also can throw her voice very easily because I think in um, Heim's um, Gasoline, when I first heard it, I did not know that was Taylor I know. on the track. I know. I know. I feel like, yep. yes, yes, yes. I wish that now that we don't talk was longer. <laughs> I know. She did say that that is the shortest song that she has written I'm in like, a very long time. I'm like, I want, like, uh, I want that to be like five minutes. <laughs> long but but so good as soon as i heard that one i heard the you grew your hair long and i was like that's hairy <laughs> i mean let's face it let's all face these it. vault songs are say, all hairy this, they're all hairy she <laughs> threw some shade and she she addressed some things for us so is it over now i think the beginning sounds like labyrinth Ooh. Have you listened to them back to back? Like the mm-hmm. intro, the the it listen to the um the distorted voice that's at the beginning of Labyrinth uh-huh. that's making like the dun dun. Yes, it's the so similar to the one at the beginning uh, of Is It Over Now? Wait, yes, I because I remember listening to Is It Over Now and I was like, what is this song? Like this sounds like something else. This sounds so, like something yeah. else, and I like could not put my finger on it. But yes, that's what it is. I really yeah. like. So th- I really like that one too. That's why I'm like, this is so midnight's mm-hmm. like heavy well and like not to say i don't like like it it's probably because she's working with jack and that working with jack and and she probably they were probably just in that like they were in that headspace too yeah so going back to working on this like if they're i don't i I don't know the timeline but the back and forth i'm sure was probably a little difficult yeah i think that i think working with jack i think also because i do not i this is what i think about majority of the vault songs um, off every album, except like a handful, like Fearless. I I think all the Vault songs on that one were written, or at least, and they had a like a rough demo of them all when that when she did Fearless. Like yeah. I one thousand percent agree with that. I think uh, I can see you is also was originally written when uh, Speak Now came out because that's written from somebody who's never had a very deep, deep serious romantic intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very high school. It's mm-hmm. just very high school. But I think a lot of the other vault tracks, she either had like rough lyrics or like a rough like melody or something. And now that she's older, she's looking back. She's like, I don't want to. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta. I don't want to do this. We gotta change this. This is awful. <laughs> and she's like done a completely like rewrite mm-hmm. or like you well, know kept the semblance of an idea, which is which is pretty typical for like working in the studio. Anyways, like you yeah. go in, you go in with your idea, you go in with your draft. Like I had a whole song written, and then I we were my producer sent me back like four different versions of it. And I was like, I actually don't like the original and I like this one better. Can we, can we do this? But can we make this edit to this and make it cohesive in a song? And then I listened to that, like the piece parted one that we put together. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's the song like that. Like that's how we yeah. get there. So yeah, I definitely think like, especially with how Taylor works in the studio, like she's probably going in there with, with the thought, the ideas, the songs or a rough demo. And then, now, like you said, she's in such a different place that she's like, we're going to tweak that a little. We're going to change. We're going to change this completely. We're going to change those um, lyrics. <laughs> we're going to make that sound a little bit more like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I think I definitely, you know, sometimes them not being the reason to be on the album could be a, just been like, 
it's just not being a strong song right. and they hurt like, they back. Didn't like, put, they didn't put the time into it at that time that they did yeah. with something else. I also yeah. would not be mad at her if she was like writing new songs. <laughs> and I, because I also, with this one specifically, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. I feel like some of these, mm-hmm. like a slut especially, mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I feel like this one's like a little, which, I feel like this one's a little new. Did not at all sound like I thought it would. I don't think it did for anybody. I think it was completely new but for every very, single person. It was such a nice, shock like i was like i really yeah. like this song we all thought it was gonna be like this like really big like feminist song like and like, everything like, like that this and is, more she's like, like if they're gonna call me a slut they might as well call me a slut when i'm dating harry because and like honestly a mood <laughs> like um, i'm serious i mood. was like this is the song that leads us into the reputation era like this is the like pre-reputation song that we get and then yeah. i was like this is not it at all <laughs> yeah this is like yeah. this is like like lover beach vibes <laughs> Yeah, and she and, and honestly, also too with this album, especially with it's is it over now? It just confirmed that uh, Taylor is the same kind of crazy that I am because I too would also threaten to jump off with the roof of a building in order to get Harry Styles' attention. Honestly, <laughs> she wrote a really, really relatable lyric. <laughs> it's like literally. I mean, when you think like, especially me, like when I was younger, I would do all kinds of stuff. Like not to that extent, but like do crazy things to get guys' attention or say crazy things to get guys' attention, and I'm mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. That is the most relatable lyric. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, baby's first situationship. It's so cute. <laughs> okay, I have to ask you because mm-hmm. um, Say Don't Go. What do you think about that one? I don't have like any definite opinions about it right now. You don't? Um, okay. I, I, cause I, I, cause I'll be honest, it is one of the ones I have not given enough listens to because, uh, I've had Is It Over Now and Now That We Don't Talk, like, constantly <laughs> on repeat. So I'll be completely honest that I haven't listened to Slut, Suburban Legends, or Say Don't Go as, as much, much yet. Yeah. But I know, I know what it's about, and people have been telling me that I'm going to love it. Um, and that's also probably why I haven't listened to it yet, because I'm terrified. I was going to say, I think it's for the situationship girlies. <laughs> um, yes. I Look, she's already came for me in two of the vault tracks already. Like, cause let's be real. Let's be real. The actor is my Harry Styles in yes, my life. Yes, and yes. I heard now that we don't talk and I was just like, mm, cute. And then I heard, is it over now? And I was like, mm, mm, mm. but that's the real question. Like, is it over now? <laughs> because I also, sorry to like jump in. No, I also good. like how with like, now that we don't talk, taking it from like a relationship mindset but also from a friendship mindset and listening to it with both different ones like I was like oh this could fit like either like this could fit Mm -hmm. the like you call your mom up and you're like this girl was being a bitch and she's like it's fine you don't need him anyway (laughs) (laughs) or like in the relationship aspect too I've been seeing some Mm -hmm. people like saying like now that we don't talk isn't about a relationship for me it's about this like friend or whatever and I was like oh that's Mm -hmm. cool that's like a different that's a different spin on it for me, it would definitely mm-hmm. be the relationship aspect, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was calculating because with uh, it was is it over now? She, I mean, we finally we finally got to her, her to address the blue dress boat photo. <laughs> Still to this day, one of my favorite fucking photos of her because she's just <laughs> sitting there and she just looks so miserable. She just looks cold. Just like, she's like cold and lonely and just sitting there. <laughs> He just left her on a boat, like on a beach. <laughs> and it was just, it's like I, I, iconic. It is iconic. I, you know what I wish she would have done? I wish that would have been like the cover art. 
no, for well, the so, album. <laughs> so just her on the boat. On Spotify, you know how they do like the different like images, like when you're like listening to like a song or whatever. Yeah. Someone said on that song, it, it's the view if she was on the boat, like. <laughs> It's a lake, and it's like you can see like the boat tracks in the water. And I'm like, it's her view from the boat. That's her viewpoint, guys. She's showing us her. She's showing us all the viewpoints. I love that we all thought we were going to get style featuring Harry Styles. Um, and in a way, we kind of did get a feature with Harry Styles on this album. And I just think about the last time she probably saw him at the Grammys. Was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to drag you through the mud uh, in October. Just fair warning. Um, but- I sent you a TikTok about it, and it's so friggin' funny. The conversation is, um, hold on, let me see if I can find it because it's worth, it's worth the. Uh- it's, it's like, so I wrote a song about you back then, and now I'm going to release it. And Harry's like, okay, but only if it's good. And she goes, it is. You can ask Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he has said in multiple interviews, he did an interview with Howard Stern at Sirius and said, um, he, Howard asked, like, how do you feel about, like, Taylor writing songs about you and stuff? And he was like, I don't, I don't mind. He was like, I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. Like, I don't mind because I think the fact that, and I, he's a songwriter too, so he completely understands it. He's like, the fact that you felt that, powerful and of an emotion that it drove you to write a piece of art about it whether that's good or bad I mean just to know you had that effect on somebody and that's how they wanted to communicate it I think that's beautiful and he's like I I, I support it I think it's great so I mean if there's Honestly, and, and he I even says also <laughs> if Taylor wrote if Taylor wrote a song I'd be like I'm honored <laughs> He kind of manifested it because in the One Direction song, Perfect, he literally says, if you're looking for someone to write your breakup songs about, baby, I'm perfect. So, and that song's about Taylor, so kind of did it to himself. He did. And they're they're good. They're good. They're great. And this makes me so interested for Reputation Vault songs. And, And so another thing, there was not, there was never a deluxe version of Reputation, Hmm. All the other albums have a deluxe version, mm. except Reputation. So I'm thinking there's going to be like a ton of vault tracks. I hope so. From that one, um, so I'm really excited to see how that one's going to go. But I, I really, I was shocked that she didn't do more with the deluxe version of this Taylor's version because I'm, and just I'm being Kendrick Lamar. I'm Delulu. Okay. Here's what I was I like, think. why didn't you why didn't you put the Kendrick Lamar one on the original one? I'm like de- I'm delusional. Uh she sent Jimmy Fallon a cardigan. <laughs> He's wearing it today. She sent a cardigan too. Jimmy's wearing it today. There was glitches in his <laughs> video. If she goes on <laughs> and she says, Hi guys, just kidding. <laughs> because the last song is Is It Over? Is it over? Like, is the deluxe version going to be like, here's my delusional thought. It's the collabs and Harry Styles is on style (laughs) or on something. Well, Jack Antonoff is set to go on The Tonight Show on November 1st. I'm just saying it would be a Taylor move. It would be a Taylor move. So. I love that you are still attending Clownelia Street. I'm going to continuously live there and i'm and i'm okay i admit it i admit it on i admit it on tiktok that i was wrong i literally said i said i was so wrong thinking we were getting style featuring harry styles <laughs> in response to is it over 
But I mean, in a way, we kind of did. We kind of did. We did. We did. But there, I mean, I think it's really cool to look at the compa- lyrical comparisons between um, some like two ghosts and from the dining table, which is both on his debut album, because there's so many lyrics that he does that I would I never thought any of the songs on those albums. I never thought any of his songs were about Taylor, mm. especially on his solo stuff. I just never thought about it because I mean the 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 time in between mm-hmm. was so long, and then I like listened. To from the dining room table, and uh, I think one of the lyrics is, and from the dining table, he says, woke up the girl who looked just like you. I almost said your name. Mm. And then, and it's, is it over now? Her saying, uh, like, your nerd girl's my clone. Oh, I love, I, I think she is so, uh, such a genius. <laughs> So I'm saying, like, if she wrote that after, yeah. like, if she wrote that, like, recently kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or uh, changed the lyric to make it fit that. She, like, mm-hmm. after hearing, if she found out that From the Dining Table was about her and then, she, like, made, like, little changes like that. Or even if she wrote, like, Question First and then was like, oh, like, that song's about Harry. Let me connect the two. Mm-hmm. So then maybe, and maybe the fans will pick up on that, like, lyrically. Yeah. So, and, like, symphonically. So I think those things are really interesting. I'm awaiting my vinyl. I'm so excited. I'm awaiting my vinyl, too. I am... There's just one track on it that I'm I'm not... I'm not happy about. (laughs) And it broke my heart. And um, so my favorite Taylor Swift song ever, like, if I had to pick my favorite one... uh, which is very hard, but I did a whole, I did a whole test at work, at work. <laughs> me and my coworker. This is what we were doing instead of our jobs. Um, but we basically, there was a quiz like online where you could figure out like your favorite Taylor Swift song. And like, it like, it was constantly pairing the different songs up together and everything like that. And I broke it down and it just said that this was my favorite one, which was style. And I think it is, there have been essays written about style, about how the production that Max Martin did on it, how it has changed a lot of pop music, how it influenced a ton of pop songs, how it, there's a, a basic question and answer, rhythmic beat, all that stuff. Like, it is just timeless. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming Jack Antonoff, but Christopher Rowe, count your fucking days, because <laughs> he engineered that song, and the mix, to me, is atrocious. I I just am I'm so picky with little things like that, and I do this like with a ton of artists. Like it's not just this one song. Like I I notice this on a ton of her other her other re-records, mm-hmm. and I, I can just it just feels the best way I can describe it is for those of you that don't know, and please correct me as the musician if I am ever incorrect. I also have beef with a ton of music and sound engineers, like from my film to now this. Like I just constantly have beef with sound engineers. <laughs> but when you are um, like basically a mix, someone who's mixing is taking all the different levels and all the different instruments and tracks and layers of a song and making sure that it all sounds and is like mixed well together. And I think that with the original style, it sounds perfect. It sounds very well mixed and perfectly even. With this one, it almost feels like if I was to take like an inst- like a a straight in- instrumental track of style, download it, and then I recorded like my voice on top of that. When you do that, I can go and adjust my voice, and I can adjust the volume 
of the instrumental track, but I can't go in there and adjust every single little instrument and everything. And so it's not mixed together. Whereas with the original one, you can go in, you can adjust all those little things and make it mix well. So when I say for me, this version of style, it just feels like her voice is sitting on top of the track Mm -hmm. and it's not being mixed. The volumes and and the EQs of everything is just not cohesive for me and i like personally just feel like the the bass is too loud and the intro doesn't fade in like it originally did and i could i could sit here and get fucking nitpicky about it it's my favorite song okay (laughs) but that's just how i feel so um i'm sorry taylor i'm sorry swifties um i will be listening to the original style from now on you cannot pay me to listen to the taylor's version of it i will be listening to the original one thank you so much all the other ones sound great perfect cool that because style is also like the first one i listened to as soon as i got in the car i put that one on and i was like what is this i felt like someone hit the twin towers like in my life like i was devastated i was like immediately put on welcome to new york i need to hear how the rest of them are i need to hear how clean is and i think clean sounds perfect i think Mm -hmm. clean sounds great Mm -hmm. but um yeah, all the other ones sound great. Yeah, I was going to say, some of them I like even better. Like, Welcome to New York, I like way better. I Know Places, ugh, I love that one. I love mm-hmm. that one. Sounds so good. Ugh. But speaking of producing, Max Martin in a way, uh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was Britney's book that came out, mm-hmm. her memoir, mm-hmm. The Woman in Me. I downloaded the audiobook, which is being narrated by Michelle Williams, not Destiny's Child Michelle Williams, like Dawson's Creek Michelle Williams. <laughs> And I I think she did a phenomenal job of it. I think she just sounded like she really acted her ass off for one. Like, I hope she gets a Grammy for it because she's eligible for that. That's so cool. I think that she does a phenomenal job of it. It's It really evokes emotions and some parts of her story that I think a lot of us, like, didn't know a lot about there's moments where she, if you've seen like the news you've like i'm not i don't feel like i'm spoiling it for no, anybody no, no, because no. it's been all over like about her abortion that she had that justin like made her go through and that changed now how all of us look at the every time music video and then you know she goes into detail about like her conservatorship and how her like father was ruling everything how her k-fed took like her sons away from her and just like just felt like she just felt like a bank for so many people and it it there's some really heartbreaking moments in it and i there's one part where she talks about being at this facility and she like is amazed that she didn't take her own life Mm. and as i'm listening to this whole thing i'm like i'm shocked she didn't take her own life because and she even says this and i agree there's so many other people that probably would have. I would have been one of them. Like, hands down, some of the stuff that she has gone through, I, I, I fully believe the only reason she didn't is because of her kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that is all, that's what, that is all she cared about. She, one of my favorite parts of the book that she talks about is everybody asks, like, why she went along with the conservatorship for so long because it never made sense to her. Like, I, she's, not mentally sane enough to take care of her own financials and her own life, yet she's sane enough to go on this constant back-to-back world tour while also doing America's Got Talent and then having a Vegas residency and no breaks. So, like, that's not adding up. And she knew, like, it wasn't adding up. 
And she's being also forced to take lithium, which if you take it for a long period of time, permanently damages your brain, also your liver, too. So she has permanent brain damage. And it's supposed to make you, like, more lethargic. And then just, like, all this stuff, like, she's talking about. And everybody's like, why did you go along with it? And she said that she goes along with it because of her kids. Mm. Because if that meant that she could have a relationship with her children, she would do it. If that meant selling her freedom, she says that if it meant selling my freedom to have my boys, I would do it again. Mm. That's, ugh. She's she's been through so much. And she goes into, like, you know, the night that she shaved her head. And I think one of the best moments is when she says, she told her friend, you know, why she did it. And her friend's like, if someone took my kids away from me, because that's the same night that happened. Her K-Fed came in and took her kids away from her. And then she tried to go out with a friend paparazzi's like stalking her down she walks into that salon takes the buzzer clippers and like shaves her head and when she's recounting all this to a friend her friend's like if someone took my kids away from me i wouldn't go get a haircut i'd burn the whole fucking city down yeah and like it to all the shit that happened to her she had a such a mild reaction reaction in hindsight like we all thought she was like insane at the time but in like in hindsight she was calm. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know that was the same day that they took her kids. So that makes a yeah. lot of sense. I would have had a mental breakdown too. Yeah. Yeah. And then paparazzi not leaving her alone. That's why she like bashed that guy's window in on his car. Like for God's sake, like read the fucking room and leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Like I know you want that million dollar photo, but you are a slime piece of shit. Mm-hmm. If like that is what you're prioritizing over someone who's actively having a breakdown right now. And those moments the moments of like justin breaking over her via text during the overprotected music video shoot was like so heartbreaking to hear about like this is i did not know they lived together i didn't either they had a place together in new orleans and Mm. between tours they would go back there and meet up with each other again um just to reconnect so it goes into that the depth of their relationship i didn't realize how deep it was and yeah, it was just wild to to hear some of these stories for the first time, to hear some of them again. There are, like, really, like, bright moments, too. She does talk about, like, working with Max Martin on Baby One More Time mm-hmm. and how that was, like, such a fun, like, ride for her. And, you know, doing the um, Nothing But a Dream tour, which was, like, her favorite tour that she's ever done. Doing the VMAs, she talks about the snake mm-hmm. and how she was like so excited, but like terrified, especially like apparently during the end of the performance. Which, while I was listening to it, I would pause to go back and watch, watch yeah, certain moments because I think that was really cool to be able to do that. Uh, she talks about at, like there's one point the snake's head started like coming towards her, and she's like trying to sing and perform. She's like, "Why the fuck is the snake looking at me?" <laughs> Why did I agree to this? <laughs> she was like dancing. She's like, baby, why the fuck is the snake like <laughs> sit, like like <laughs> sticking its tongue out at me? 
I'm trying to be sexy in this performance, but I think I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to get bit by a snake tonight. <laughs> um, so, like, there are moments like that. My favorite moment, hands down, the reason I bought the audiobook is when she's talking about her relationship with Justin. Oh, my God. And if you're... It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> they're walking down the street, and he sees Jenny Wine, and he's like, hey, Jenny Wine, full shiz, full shiz, full shiz, Jenny Wine. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Michelle Williams, like, reading of that deserves the Grammy alone. I'm I'm literally downloading it for our drive to Nashville next weekend, and I'm so excited to hear it. It was iconic to hear. It's just so funny that, like, Justin Timberlake and... In sync, like tried to make their like little comeback, and then Brittany was like, "Hee hee hee!" <laughs> you tried, you tried. I and I have been a I I I am a fan of some of Justin's music. Do not get me wrong. Me too. But for a long time, I have also said, "Fuck Justin Timberlake." <laughs> Since the Janet Jackson incident, I have repeatedly said, here's, "Fuck Justin Timberlake." Here's my thought: We can like their music, but not like them. <laughs> No, I, he, I have several, I have several of those kind of people. Oh, and he, oh, and then she goes into how he like tried to be portrayed like as this awful per, like she was this awful person then wrote Cry Me a River and he was so heartbroken because she cheated on him. Newsflash, he cheated on her first. Mm. He broke her heart first. And then he went out talking about having sex with her, all this stuff, like all all these like uh, interviews. Oh And I went back and watched some of the interviews that like Diane Sawyer did to her on like, People were so pissed off that this bitch was wearing a crop top. Like, why did so many people ask her in interviews about her boobs, if they were real, about her virginity, and then asking her, like, when she's going to put on clothes? Meanwhile, she's wearing pants and a crop top. Mm. People were different. And people, uh, people. <laughs> People did not have a filter back then. <laughs> I was like, these are grown ass right. men interviewers, right? And they're asking her they're being about very, her tits, being very unprofessional and inappropriate. I'm like, I, and she just, she is so kind. Then that's the thing she goes about is that she was so she always wanted to make other people happy. Mm-hmm. She always put other people's needs. She was such a people pleaser. And she was like, I wonder if my life would have been different if I wasn't such a people pleaser. And I think it would have been a lot different if she hadn't been. Writes down notes. Takes (laughs) notes. Say no. (laughs) Well, and she talks about being so impressed by Madonna and working with Mm. Madonna on Me Against the Music because during that shoot, there was a scene that came undone on Madonna's suit. And Madonna said, we're holding production until my seamstress gets here and fixes the suit. And Brittany would have been, like, she was, like, amazed by it because normally Brittany would have been, like, oh, it's fine. Like, just tell me what else to wear. I'll do whatever. She didn't want to hold up anybody else's job or anything. But Madonna was able to have power because she demanded power. Mm -hmm. And because when she walked into the room, she made sure that, like, no, I'm the talent. You're all working for me. Mm -hmm. Not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And, um... Just was able to captivate a presence. And Madonna's also gone through a ton of shit, too. So I think that, yeah. you know, having that juxtaposition, like, for her realization, I think was really, I, I, it really hit for me. Because I was just like, you have to command the power and be dominating in your own life or everybody else is going to take the chance to walk all over you if they can. 
And, you know, it, I mean, not only, and she goes into her, like, childhood. Like, she had a very rough childhood. Her, she, her parents were atrocious. Her sister, atrocious. Like, all these people, you know. And, and like I said, I think a lot of people just saw her as a bank. Mm-hmm. This, she was fucking Wells Fargo to all these people. Yeah. And. She's so messed up. Yeah. And I, I, I would love to see a redemption arc for her, like, one day where she's able to. She says she doesn't really care about doing music right now. She wants to just, like, you know, do whatever. She goes into, you know, about, like, how she is on Instagram. Because everybody's like, why is she so weird on Instagram? Yeah, why you have little, you, why like, where, why are the, what are the knives? <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, I just, when you, and, like, posing naked and all this stuff, when your body has been in the topic of conversation for all of your life, to now be able to be the one talking about it instead of having everyone else talk about it is was her empowerment. Yeah. She's like reclaiming herself, basically. Yeah. And she's like, you guys all had a narrative about me mm-hmm. and how I looked and everything. I don't give a fuck about that anymore, and I'm going to take control of that narrative. The last thing I want to say about it all, though, is the thing I felt vindicated and like I was right about something this whole time because I always wondered... Britney, I, I I was such a huge fan of Britney like growing up. I I still am like, and that as, as as a musician, but also as a dancer. Like I learned, I learned every dance from her music video. Mm-hmm. I learned, baby, one more time. I learned you drive me crazy. Oops, I did again. Like I learned all of them. It was my favorite thing to do, and. I, like, I, there was VHS tapes of, like, a dancer, like, teaching you all the Britney, like, dances. I've had them. And I, you know, to see her at her Vegas residency and her not dancing full out, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is somebody who loves dancing and still teaches her dancers the choreography. So, like, I'm so confused as to why she's not, you know, like, what happened? Like, you just don't lose that. I don't care how old you get. You, if you know how to dance and especially do your own choreography, you never lose that. Coming from a dancer, you don't ever lose that. And she, the biggest reveal I talk about, I would think, in the book is how people, like her team, was like, we want, they want you to move your hair. They want you to do all the flips. They want you to be sexual and do all these moves. They want, they want like the hair everywhere kind of thing. And so her retaliation to all that during the conservatorship was, I'm just not going to hardly move. Mm. I'm not going to flip my hair. I'm not going to, like, move my hips. I'm just going to stand still and flail my arms. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. I'm not going to move. You, That's what you want from me? Fuck you. I'm not giving that to you. Mm. And so I was like, I knew she was not dancing full out on for a reason. Mm. I was like, I knew it. And so I felt very vindicated when I got to that part. <laughs> Man, that's, yeah, I am so... I was like, she's not dumb. That bitch is not dumb. She's smart. And y'all just, just let her, she knows she's weird. She says, she calls herself weird so many times. Let her be weird. Let her be weird. She's not hurting anybody. I was going to say, she's not. just let Brittany do what she wants. She's been, she's not been able to do that for so long. Just let yeah. her do her thing. I would love to have her, you know, come out and do like a new album or whatever, only if she wants to, and, like, do a full tour, because I would be right there front and center to go see that again. But, like, if she never wants to record another song ever again, I completely understand why. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, it makes me very excited. I'm very excited to I listen. can't wait to hear your thoughts because mm-hmm. there's some stuff that I, I still didn't mention because I want you to be able to hear it mm-hmm. like in Michelle Williams' beautiful voice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like this has been like a cute little pop culture update. A fun Halloween. Halloween week. How do you say that? Halloween. 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 <laughs> Recording. It's been yeah. fun. So, yeah, we will be back to the regularly tuned programming next week. But we hope you gals uh, either listen to the woman and me, or you listen to 1989 Taylor's version, whichever one. Uh, we hope that you thoroughly enjoy it and you have a great Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and like, tell us what you think about both. Like, I want to hear your opinions. I I and love I love that. And let us know what you think about uh, Hannah's version of Out of the Woods. Thank you. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.